That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Called Forth podcast. It's Monday, November 20th, and Thanksgiving is in just a few days. Thanksgiving is definitely one of my favorite holidays because I love an awesome home-cooked meal with all of the specialty dishes from my childhood that I remember, even ones that are not specialty dishes. Like, I don't know about you, but I love jellied cranberries from a can. I've had them made homemade authentically with like the chunks of cranberries, but nothing hits like a jellied can of cranberries in my humble opinion. I also love it because it's just a time to get together, get around the kitchen table with your family and just connect and think about what you're thankful for. It's a time where there's no excuses. We're gathered around the table and we are enjoying one another's company. So those are just a few of the things that I love about Thanksgiving. But one of the first topics that I wanna lean into today is the topic of abortion. And the reason why I wanna cover it is because it played a huge impact in the elections that we saw a couple of weeks ago. There were different elections that were held in different states, some from everything to this your city, voting for your city council and your school board, to in some states, governor elections and Supreme Court elections. And what we would have hoped would have been more seats that were gained by Republicans, we actually saw losses and we saw Democrats gain more seats. And I've heard a lot of conversation back and forth about why this was exactly. And a lot of it came down to abortion rights. A lot of voters turned out over this specific issue. And in peeling back the onion of this, there was a lot more money put into the messaging that Democrats put out against Republicans and for their own issues. And Republicans were just working with much less money and poor messaging at that. Ronna McDaniel is is the chairwoman of the RNC, and we saw a lot of blame thrown her way as well for these losses. But if we're going to get to the root of the issue, the abortion issue, where I think we have a lot of development that needs to happen in this conversation with messaging is that now that Roe v. Wade was overturned and these issues are fought at more of the state level, you're going to have a variety of opinions and ideas from each state on the technicalities of abortion, how many weeks is appropriate and those sorts of things. And so given that there is a wide variety, a wide swath of opinions that are held in these different states, the same approach cannot be used in every state. Now for pro-lifers, you've got a broad spectrum there as well because you have pro-lifers who are against abortion in any case, any circumstance, whereas you have some people who will consider themselves pro-life, but they may agree that in rare cases where the mother's life is at risk, they'll concede that they feel like that should be a choice that that mother is allowed to make. Other people extend it to issues of rape and incest when they feel like it's appropriate. So there's a wide variety of opinions, even within the Republican pro-life conservative movement. But regardless of where you stand on this issue, it's understanding that for Republicans, we have been losing in so many races that we should have won. Because in so many instances, the polling shows that there is consensus on the fact that Republican policy 
is better for America than so many of the Democratic policies. They'll agree on that, but they'll still continue to vote for Democrats to retain seats or obtain seats. And part of that is because they don't trust Republican candidates. And also part of it is that there are these specific issues that turn out voters like abortion. And to take a one-side-fits-all approach in every state has clearly shown itself to be ineffective. The country simply isn't there in certain states for all-out bans on abortion. You saw in Ohio, this is insane, they voted for the right to abortion up until the time of birth. I mean, that's absolute lunacy. But it's where the majority of the voters turned out to vote. And so knowing this, Republicans have to be more strategic and well-informed and really understand the demographics of the constituents in their state. What messaging is going to work, what messaging doesn't. And so I think there needs to be a deeper conversation around where we are at in culture with the issue of abortion. And not just where we're at culturally, but where are we at in each individual state? And what can we do to better communicate on this issue of abortion. It's a highly divisive topic because it's an extremely personal and emotional issue from the perspective of a personal sexual choice that's made that then results in a pregnancy. And while the issue of whether or not this child is a valuable human life that deserves to retain its right to life is an absolute no-brainer from the perspective this is a, this is a person with a soul that is created by God, but how we communicate that and articulate that to a society that does not have similar values is vitally important in the way that we address how we speak about abortion. And so we're seeing in so many instances, the culture isn't there with this on a no abortion policy, but really, I think it would be vital for any Republican candidate to really get the pulse on their state and exactly where their constituents land. Because most people are not going to land in the realm of up until the time of birth. Kind of a general consensus that many people have been able to come to agreement on is 15-week ban. Florida has a six-week ban. And so if these politicians can go out into their community and really get the pulse on where everyone is standing or the majority of their supporters are standing, especially the majority of a independence and then tailor a message that is crafted to speaking to that specific audience about where they really feel the lines can be unilaterally drawn. The next topic I want to move into is something that I've heard recently, actually it's been off and on for the last few weeks, is something that's missing at those these GOP debates and in so many of the political conversations on the right is this lack of acknowledgement about the indictments that are going on right now because these GOP candidates are of course talking about talking points that highlight their accomplishments and what they're going to do different and things they think that are important to the American people like the economy and the border crisis and the UK the Ukraine war and Israel Hamas all of these things and while they're all valid there is a lack of discussion about the weaponization of the DOJ and what's happening to Donald Trump right now whether you're for him or against him not tapping into that conversation. I feel like it's hurting so many of these candidates from the perspective of, you know, I was at a Ron DeSantis event a few weeks ago and the lady that I was with is a Donald Trump supporter. And she was just floored that Ron DeSantis was up there giving us talking points and the whole thing came and went and nothing was said about these 
the injustice of the indictments. And that was a real turnoff for her. And I think it's a big turnoff for so many Trump supporters. And with Trump being so far in the lead, if these GOP candidates want to speak to the Trump base, I think their acknowledgement of what is happening right now in these trials is of great importance. And I think there's a way to do it while still advocating that you feel like you're the best person for the job and at the same time acknowledging the former president's situation right now and the deep state that has led to all of these indictments. And I get for them it's more convenient that he is facing all of that because then they can focus on their campaign and they hope in turn that voters will not want to deal with the drama of what comes with multiple indictments of a candidate, but at the same time, you also alienate the number one leading contender for the Republican nominee, the base of the Republican nominee. And so we'll see over the next few weeks leading up to the upcoming caucuses, if the messaging changes, we have another GOP debate coming up, which I'm excited to listen to because Megyn Kelly is moderating as well as others on News Nation, I think it is. We'll see if this conversation comes up, if she's able to bring it. But I think it's an interesting one because it does, I think a conversation like this would help them tap into that very Trump base that they want to appeal to in order to bring up their poll numbers and their possibility of getting the nomination. The last topic I want to talk about is, how do I word this? The importance in our spiritual lives of tapping into our natural instincts. And this came up just recently when I was in prayer and I've been contending for a really long time for some more clarity and direction with what I want to do with my job and my voice and my life. And I'm very much a type A thinker, analytical. And I just really sensed in that prayer time that my instincts were out of tune, that that was what God was highlighting in that prayer session was my instincts being out of tune because I so have been going in the opposite direction of trying to figure out, just mentally speaking, the direction that I should go in without tapping into that natural instinct of what I feel drawn to. And if you look up natural instinct, it means the way of behaving, thinking, or feeling that is not learned. A natural desire or tendency that makes you want to act in a particular way. And I think so often in the church, the messaging has been, or at least in Christianity itself, the messaging has been, you don't follow your heart, you don't follow your instincts, because we certainly we have bad instincts. We have bad in instincts that are not good, but that doesn't mean that every instinct that we have is wrong. And I think there's something to be said for making sure that mind, body, spirit, all of us as a whole is in alignment. And when we, to the detriment of one thing, kind of over-focus on something else, we can get out of, al out of alignment in our mind, body, and spirit. And so for me, this discovery phase that I'm on where I'm tapping into the instincts that God has given me has been kind of a new journey of trying to hear, hear from him in a new way. And I know maybe this sounds a little odd, so I totally get if you're tuning out at this point and it sounds awkward or weird, but it's what I wanted to cover in this personal development section because I think some of these deeper conversations are really important. Number one, if you are in a circumstance where you feel like you've been coming up against a wall, you feel stuck, you're frustrated, you're not getting that fresh download about what to do and how to get breakthrough in your life and how to become more self-disciplined and manage your time better, all of these things. Sometimes looking at things from a completely different perspective can open our eyes to things we hadn't thought of before that may be affecting us. You know, I like to use the analogy of 
when we go throughout life, it's not just what we walk through, but it's the meaning that we attach to those things that we've been through. And we develop a belief system out of them. And if we don't ever evaluate the belief system and why we believe what we believe throughout the way, sometimes we can be living from a place of deception without even really realizing it or things that just don't serve us anymore, mentalities that don't serve us anymore. And so to kind of bridge the gap here between that and instinct, I share this because maybe for you, you're also a deep thinker and an analytical person, or you're in a season or a chapter right now where you've really been tapping into that side of yourself. Maybe rethinking how God has spoken to you in the past might be a way to connect to a new way that he's speaking to you in this new season. And I'll I'll land the plane for the whole episode here. I was listening to a Christy Wright podcast, I think it was just yesterday, and she talked about how God is really good at getting you where you need to go. But sometimes we get so stuck in God, why isn't there a really distinct direction and voice of go here, do this, open this door, very, you know, something more tangible and direct where there's not all this guessing and wandering and frustration. And so we get stuck on waiting for those things and hoping for those things. And then we don't, they don't come and we can get lost and frustrated and anger and discouragement towards God in relation to that. But if we can trust that God is so good at getting us where he wants us to be. And if we stay focused on being faithful with where we're at, we can release this frustration with God and this tension with him. And walk in peace, knowing from that place of trust, he's going to help us get where we're meant to go. And at the same time, not feel like we have to wait on this specific loud order to go do this or go do that. And what I would add to that, tapping into where we sense this natural inclination to lean into. And that may or may not be the right thing, but that's where you kind of have to evaluate if you're leaning into the flesh, the instincts that you're operating by or your natural inclinations as they're being refined by the Lord and how he's speaking to you. That journey and process of leaning into your God-designed purpose. And so that is all for this week's episode of the Called Forth podcast. Until next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth.